everybody, Michael Gebbin here, and I'm super excited to bring you another daily dose of Geb's Juice, where people come to to get inspired to start the day off right. So let's get ready to rock and roll. So I'm really pumped, everybody. Today is episode 100 of Geb's Juice. <laughs> I cannot believe I've recorded 100 of these. And I'll, I'll get to some of this in my story, but honestly, it was just a few months ago that I didn't really even know if I was going to do this. So I've got some special stuff. I'll just mention it right off the bat for everybody. So we're at like 68 reviews on iTunes right now. And I just checked the stats this morning when I'm, I'm recording this. And it looks like we're on pace to do more downloads in a day than I've ever done before. So what I'm hoping you guys will do is a couple things because we're trying to reach and impact more people. If you haven't already leave a review. If you've been enjoying, enjoying these, these audios, if you've been listening to them since episode one, if you could head on over to iTunes and leave a review, like I said, we're at 68 today. I want to get to 100. And I know there's hundreds of you that listen to this. So if you could do that, that would be outstanding. But the cool thing I'm doing for episode 100 is I'm going to enter everybody who's left a review into a drawing that probably when I get back, which will tie that in here today too, I'm leaving for London tomorrow. So when I get back from London about a week from now, um, and I'm also speaking in Germany when I'm over there, when I get back, I'm going to basically randomly pick someone and probably do a screencast of how I did it so I have everybody's name in there. Everybody who's left a review, and I'm going to basically pick someone where I'm going to give them $100. I'm going to give them a mashup of some of my favorite books, and then I'm also going to get on the phone and basically uh, do a one-hour like consult of trying to help you brainstorm and come up with an idea to start your own business or, or really get off, you know, and get running with what you've been dreaming of doing. So, uh, and if you haven't, head on over to GebsJuice.com because I'm going to be sending out a video exactly about this also. So let's get right into it today, guys. I'm super, super excited. So I'm going to give you a little bit behind the scenes, a little story of Gebs, of me, and really how I got started, a little bit more about who I am, because I know that some of you might literally only be listening to me here on iTunes, and you really have no clue who I am, except for the fact that I, you know, you know, holler into the microphone every day, and I get excited and, and get you guys pumped up about life and going for your dreams, but why should I be talking about that? Why do I have any, you know clout in that space. Um, and so I'm going to go go back a little bit before I uh, really started doing this, before I started doing my inspirational stuff, before any of that, back really probably almost before high school. And uh, this will be a little bit longer here today, guys, but I just want to give you this backstory. And I'm just really, I'm so grateful and thankful for, for you guys listening and everybody who's come into my life and everybody who's supported me. So um, let's go back and uh, let's rock and roll. So I actually live in a little small town in the Midwest and really there's about 30,000 people. And you'll hear me say later, um, you know, I always sit here and people tell me that they're from these small towns and there's, there's not enough business or there's not enough opportunity. I've never had to move away from my small town for what I've done. I still live here today. And what's great is I've been able to travel all over the world, literally all over the world. I've been to Fiji, the Bahamas, London, Berlin, uh, Puerto Rico, all the, a lot of the 50 states, Canada, just all over the place. 
And what's crazy that a lot don't know is I didn't get on a plane for the first time until I was, I believe, almost 22 years old. And so when I was younger, I'm just kind of a normal kid, didn't really have anything too crazy. I was kind of, and still am today, uh, believe it or not, a little bit introverted. I've never had, you know, a ton of friends or anything like that. I mean, let me rephrase that. I, I have a ton of, I have a ton of what you might call acquaintances. And, you know, I have a few really, really close friends that I see regularly. And I have a good chunk of, of friends and people I've built up in my network that if they were local to me, I'd, I'd probably, you know, I'd see them much more often than I do, but they're just all over the world. And so, you know, the thing about it was is, you know, I, I was really good at memorizing things in school, but it really wasn't my flavor for learning. Um, like I said, I could memorize things, but it really... It wouldn't stick with me, and I still to this day, the things that I'm best at are the things that I do repetitively, um, not something that I just kind of memorize or do for the moment. Uh, you know, I, I feel that I've mastered some of the things that I've done because I've done them over and over and over and over again. And so what's funny is it probably, you know, my, my parents joke when we moved into this, uh, this house at about seven years old is I guess a little bit when my entrepreneurial journey started. Cause we basically had this house that overlooked a football field and we still live there today. And our, my parents still live there today and overlooked this football field. And I was like, maybe we can cut a hole in the fence and sell like hot dogs and popcorn and soda to the opposing team. Now, if I would have probably pushed a little harder, my, my parents, knowing everything you'll hear about later, uh, probably would have allowed me to do that. I just didn't, uh, I just didn't push uh, to do it. I was like seven years old. And then I actually, uh, it's really crazy because I'm really, really close to my mom, and I still am to this day, and I wouldn't be where I am without my parents and, and definitely my mom and, and all her support. Uh, she's just absolutely outstanding. And so what's funny is I'm really close to my mom, and we actually would go to the mall all the time. She loved to go shopping, and I would go with her. And I would always, you know, uh, want to buy all this stuff. Well, think about it was, you know, when you're like, I don't know, nine years old ish that um, they they said, you know, we're not going to keep buying everything for you all the time. If you, you're going to have to start working. And it's kind of crazy thinking back because I mean, they were really pushy about anything. But there was this paper out. My dad actually had had a paper out uh, as well. But I got a paper out when I was 10 years old. And what's crazy is, you know, when I did that, you know, I, we would go out, my dad would help me, and sometimes would even do it, actually. Uh, he was just amazing and still is today. And uh, what's crazy is we would get up every single day, rain or shine, at 6 a.m., and go deliver these newspapers. And, um, you know, I remember, you know, basically doing that, and essentially I would get about 80 bucks for the whole month. And then at Christmas time, because I always try to do my best for everybody, and I still had that mentality back then, um, is I essentially would get about $300 around Christmas time uh, in tips, uh, an extra $300. But we would do that. And the thing is, is even looking back, that I haven't talked about this really a lot publicly, uh, but based on everything I've done and everything I tell people, even back then, I over-delivered. <laughs> over delivered the newspaper and um what's crazy is with that newspaper i would always we didn't just you know throw it out in the yard and get it done in 10 minutes no instead it took us maybe an extra 10 20 minutes and we would take it up to everybody's door like literally we would take it up to their their porch or we would open the door and we would put it in the door so they didn't even you know if it was raining for them if it was snowing for them if it was super cold whatever they could just open that door grab it and get back inside 
as opposed to most people just shove it, you know, chuck it out in the yard. It might be in the neighbor's yard or whatever out in the street. Um, We did that little extra. And people loved that. And I still have people today come up to me who remember me delivering, delivering their newspaper and said I was the best paper boy still to this day that they've ever had. And I've carried that on in everything that I've done in life um, with always trying to do my best. You know, I didn't have to do that. And there's so many things when I tell you guys, there's so many things you don't have to do, right? We're not forced to do anything. Nobody's typically holding a gun to our head or anything. You always have a choice. You always have a choice to, let's be blunt, be mediocre or be great. And what are you going to choose each and every single day? To be mediocre or to be great, no matter what you do. And as I've progressed through different things with the paper out, the best thing in the world is what I thought I was going to do the rest of my life. No, not necessarily, but everything I've had, I've always done the best. And so then what's actually crazy is, you know, some people might know about my parents. You know, do I come from... And I know some of you are still, well, what do you do? Just keep on listening, my friends. Just keep on listening. Uh, like I said, this will be a little longer, but if you're really interested, you're going to love this. So it, it should give you insight into anything is possible, which is what my YouTube channel ties into. But my parents, so basically, you know, I don't come from super wealthy parents or entrepreneurial parents or anything like that, really. My, my mom actually worked at a bank for a good 20 years, and then she just got fed up with it. And uh, she quit, and she actually started doing Pampered Chef. Um, I think she did a little bit of Avon, she sold Kirby vacuum cleaners, and now mainly, mainly what she does is actually, um, she cleans houses, so she cleans houses for a living right now, and then my dad has only done one thing as long as I've known him, as long as I've been alive, and that's worked at a cemetery, actually, and so what's crazy is I had that paper out, you know, I got it when I was about 10 years old, and I got that and had it for almost eight years, actually, and, um, and then at the age of 12, which some might not know, I actually, uh, because my dad worked right next door to a beer distributor, the lady asked him that owned the place if, uh, if I needed a job, they needed somebody to be the b- b- breakage boy. And essentially what that entailed is I would take a broken box, take the stuff out of it, clean it up, put it in a new box, glue it shut, and put a, a label on it of what the, the board on date was. And what's crazy, guys, is I don't drink. I, I mean, of course, and I won't say necessarily at that age, obviously, I did not. But, uh, you know, I've tested the, the alcohol, and it's just not for me. I, awful taste. I hear it's acquired. Don't really care to acquire it. And so I'm, I don't drink or anything like that. But it's crazy. I had a, a job at the beer distributor from the age of 12 uh, to uh, about 19 when I got out of high school, which will tie that in later. And I did that. Same thing, Hustler. Um, you know, I started off at like 525. Um, I got as much as like 650 after the whole eight years, uh, which will tie in later. Uh, but I did that and, you know, I got quite an education, um, while I was there. And actually my first email address that I know that I ever have, which still have to this day, which is my junk email, uh, budstud14 was my thing. And I, you know, I don't know. It's just funny. I, I was budstud. I got it when I was 14 years old, but, um, so I worked there. Busting my butt there. The other kind of jobs I had um, were essentially, I actually worked at Jimmy John's and, you know, cleaned the toilets and the bathrooms there. I actually went through a lot of different phases. I mean, a ton. I mean, I was into dirt bikes, four-wheelers, jet skis, boats. Um, I wanted to be a personal trainer at one point in time and go to school for kinesiology. I think I want to be a personal trainer at Bally's Total Fitness and, uh, then I also wanted to have a, a car detailing business, 
and essentially I had like you know, I started washing cars and kind of detailing. I was like 12 or 13 years old. I didn't go so so far. I think I had a lemonade stand. You know, all these different things. But then also in high school, like my mom and I had tried to find these things to kind of create passive income. You know, we went to these different conferences and these things. And it was always this, you know, they only really gave you enough of just the fluff story and then wanted to sell you a $5,000 program or something, you know, for real estate or whatever. And we never really dove into that. But my mom always encouraged me, always believed in me and would support any random crazy idea I had. And actually in high school, I I got this idea somewhere of these candy machines. And so I actually got these candy machines. I was able to talk my mom into helping me, you know, get a, I don't know if it was a credit card at the time or a loan or how we did it, but we got like 10 candy machines and I put it where I got my haircut and this bike place and I got some into my high school. And actually I would show up in the morning when no one knew I was there uh, like 6.30 in the morning, uh, right after my paper out, and I would go change out the candy, get the money, and all that stuff, so nobody knew that I had it, because I thought, well, if they thought a fellow student had it, maybe they wouldn't put money in it, uh, but I had that, and you know, I think maybe we ended up making enough money to pay it back, but basically, it didn't go that well. I was hoping I was going to have gazillions of candy machines all over the place, and while I just did whatever, they would make me money. And that, you know, that kind of stuff didn't happen until really as of recent. I've never fully had anything like that until very recently. Not a candy machine business, but something that would generate income. Why I slept. And so, um, you know, the thing about it is, is so I had all these different things I could never, ever make up in my mind. And in high school, you know, basically, I don't know, I I really never... um, I did what I needed to do. I got decent grades. I definitely, by far, was not the quote-unquote smartest kid. Um, I just did what I had to do to get good grades and get by. And again, always treated everybody with the utmost respect. I, you know, I never really, you know, I always believe for bullying for anybody who listens. You, you know, you get bullied when you give in and when you give somebody, you know, uh, pushback. You know, and so I just never did that. I was that kid that I didn't drink, I didn't really party, but I didn't get made fun of. You know, because I just was kind of neutral. I was friends with the people who got made fun of was friends with the people making fun and you know did I hang out with any of them not really but I was just neutral you know I didn't tattletale on people or anything like that just that was it and so um what's crazy a couple things to tie in here in the high school um realm is you know really what's crazy is you know, I got into video stuff. We'll tie all that in because for all of you uh, on the edge of your seat of, again, what I did, I, you know, I started a video production company when I was 19 and we'll tie into that. And that's what's allowed me to travel the world. Um, but essentially getting into video, where did that come from? It was my dad. Uh, my dad actually was always into movies, making movies. He he did um, he did that back before I was born. And then all the way, you know, growing up, he had movies um, in the 80s, they were on silent film that he essentially synced music to, and he would have like the film projector go, and then he'd have to hit play on the cassette tape, and it would essentially start playing, and it would be in sync, and it was you know it was great, and we have these you know these old movies, the Do It Yourself Show, um, you know uh, Double Fault, Mr. Fix It, you know all these things. My dad always says that you know he had. Uh, the uh, home improvement before anybody else and it was called you know Mr. Fix It and, and the do it yourself show and and just tying him in for a second you know while on the topic of that uh, proof that you know I think he said that multiple times and we've all done this but those things where we had that idea and somebody else came up with it like, oh, I had that idea but that's the big big thing don't wait for perfection just do it the Nike slogan, just do it, because it doesn't matter if you have the greatest idea on the planet, if it only stays in your head or amongst your friends, so 
So ultimately what happened was is he did all those types of things. Then in like seventh, eighth grade, we started making these these movies and we had like the My Dad's Gone Nuts, uh, Stinky Socks Stolen, The Vault, um, and which was the other one, uh, the, the, the For Real was another one. But The Vault actually made it into some film festivals, this uh, Bare Bones film festival and different things. And it was, it was a lot of fun. And so that's where I kind of probably got this bug inside of me for, for video a little bit. But then really where it came into for a business was actually my junior year when, again, uh, my dad actually uh, working at the cemetery. So ties in another thing, uh, making a big thing in my life, where one of the funeral homes asked, they said, uh, you know, you guys are doing the video stuff and things. You guys wouldn't know how to make these slideshows. And I actually made one for my Aunt Mary. And it was crazy. I just made one. I was learning how to edit and do this stuff. And we said, yeah, we could do it. And I started making these funeral slideshows for the funeral home. It was just a memorial slideshow, just pictures to music, and I started doing that um, my junior year in high school, and then from that, I, I actually started filming some school plays, some things around school, and then my senior year, I did more of the uh, the, the montages. Um, I did, um, let's see, I made a senior video yearbook where I interviewed everybody in my class. I did it on like green screen. I asked them these questions. I got some pictures from them, and you could go in and click every single kid and actually listen to them and listen to their little five minute story. It was it was pretty cool, and it's cool to look back at you know years down the road. Um, but I did that, and I actually made four thousand my junior year uh, in high school for video related stuff. I did eight thousand my um, senior year. And then when I got out of high school, so the thing that happened then was basically, you know, what am I going to do? And I didn't want to go to college. Um, I had was not the kid. I did not apply for anything in any way, shape, or form. I'm, I'm a pretty good procrastinator. Um, I've learned to kind of embrace it for the most part. Uh, it, it has helped me. You know, my best things are actually under pressure typically. But I just didn't sign up for anything. I didn't want to go, and I thought, I've got this video thing. And at the time, we actually thought we were going to make more movies. And so for me, I thought, well, you know what? I've got some of this gear, or you know, starting a business will help me have the gear. It'll help me have the time, which is a big misconception for all of you listening. Starting your own business immediately does not give you total time freedom entirely. It takes some hustle and hard work. But that was my naiveness, which I think is for most people who think they're starting something and get away from their full-time job. But you trade working 40 hours a week for somebody else to work 140 hours a week for yourself unless you're smart and you really, you know, set up things right. But, you know, so basically I I just didn't know what I was going to do. And I thought, well, let's give this a try. And of course I had, you know, my parents ultimately supported me. But I, you know, I've done videos and audios about the fact that you got to be confident. And so I was very confident in what I was going to do, not in the result, not if it was going to work. But I was confident in the fact that I knew what I was going to try to do. And I just needed that chance. And I just needed to be given that opportunity and that blessing from them. And, you know, thankfully, they did support me. And, you know, I, again, had no connections, no idea what to do, no really super close to me and my family that's an entrepreneur or anything like that uh, for the most part that was able to mentor me I just know I had this idea like I said I made 4,000 then I made 8,000 my senior year I thought well maybe I can double again and make you know 16,000 when I graduate um and so I took that first year uh, I basically quit the job and you know I saw somebody I well I, excuse me I quit my beer distributing job that I had had which I actually had thought you know maybe I'd stay at that. Maybe I'd become a driver. And, you know, the drivers, I don't know, I think we're making 40 to 60, maybe $80,000 a year. And I just wanted to get treated equally. I know some of you might be listening, think that right there, getting treated equally, right? 
You want to be equal. And, you know, for me, I had busted my ass off, pardon me, but busted my butt off at this job doing everything, everything for those main people. And there would be people that would come in, they were college age, and would come in to do the same job I did and got paid 3 or $4 more an hour. And so finally, I was so fed up, and I said, I just want a quarter. It sounds so crazy, but just a quarter more. And I couldn't even get a quarter more raise. Quarter more. And, you know, it just drove me crazy because they would pay me more when I went out on a truck for a couple hours, and I came back and did my job. I have to re-clock in and get paid $4 less an hour when I re-clocked in. So half my day would be at like 6.25 an hour, and the rest of the day, you know, would be at 9.25. I just wanted to be treated equally, or at least even in my other one, get, get a raise. And they wouldn't give it to me. They would not give it to me. They got new cars every year, all this stuff. And I had done everything for them, cleaning the trash on the highway. I mean, everything. Clipping. I learned how to freaking be a gardener, all sorts of stuff. And I finally said, enough is enough, and I quit. And that was my, um, essentially my senior year. Uh, I quit at the very end in the summer. I think it was right after the summer. And actually, a lot of people don't know. So what did I do for that next year, which was 2005? I graduated in May of 2006 is when I opened the doors officially to Geb's Total Video. And during that first year of off, I still was doing the slideshows and doing all that kind of stuff. And then I had filmed my first wedding in, uh, I think, the summer of 2005. Uh, it was actually um, from uh, my neighbors or my best, my, my really great friend, uh, parents, neighbor uh, gave me that first wedding. And so I, you know, started talking to different people. I talked to this one guy, he had this building and we basically ended up renting from him and we cleaned it all up from like January to May. And in that January, I'd gone to a bridal show and actually had booked like 12 weddings. Now I only averaged like $800 at those for those weddings, like 500 to 1200 was charge, and it came out to an average of like $800. And I didn't know that you could get more than five to a hundred to a thousand dollars. I thought somebody was screwing somebody over who was charging $1,800. Little did I know I'd get as much as $6,000 in years later uh, to film weddings. But the crazy thing is, is that, you know, I actually, what did I do? <clears throat> I cleaned houses with my mom for that first year of not having that. Um, beer distributor job and then I had a little bit of slideshows and things come in I had a little bit of video work but not a lot and I cleaned houses with her to kind of you know have enough freedom to be able to pursue this we opened May 1st 2006 and um, you know I had had my really good buddy uh, who was actually used to babysit me he helped me in the very beginning and then actually his cousin helped me well Andrew Walters and freaking Tim Mupp and God bless them both, and, you know, they started the things out with me, and, you know, what's what's the crazy part is that we were just a couple of crazy guys not really knowing what we were going to do, but we were going to do our best, and that's what we did, and I basically, you know, for anybody out there listening, I did, and I don't necessarily encourage this, and now everything's getting so much cheaper, which is what I do now is help encourage people and, and train people and coach people how to spend less, get started for less, and all that kind of stuff, and just tying it back in, if you you win that that one thing with me, or you, you know, you can email me about this for, for coaching and training, but, you know, ultimately, that's what I help you do on that call. You know, we're going to get you squared away so you don't as stupid as I was to an extent. I just will try anything, risk anything. But I got a loan when I first started. Now, that loan wasn't easy to get. Uh, they didn't just give me the money. I went to a bunch of banks. You're talking a 19-year-old not going to college, which is just a crazy idea. 
No one gave me a chance but one guy. Old Jim Hofert gave me that opportunity. He believed in me, but he said, you know what? You're going to have to have a business plan. You're going to have to have a business plan, and SCORE out of the local college will help you set it up. You come back with that business plan, and we'll make something happen. And I actually done a, a funeral slideshow for his, um, I believe it was for his father. And so we had done that, and he, you know, he saw this spark. He saw this fire inside of me, and he wanted to give me that chance, give me that opportunity. So I wanted to get a $20,000 loan to be able to buy the gear, do all the stuff I needed to do to get started. And like I said, you need far, far less now, and everything I know, you don't even need to get a loan. Um, for most of the businesses, I would help someone start. And so, you know, I did that thing with SCORE. They took, I went back to the bank and God bless my parents. They freaking, you know, co-signed for me and they did support me in that aspect. They didn't have the money, you know, to do anything, but basically they co-signed. And then I had that thing over me. I had this payment and I had this loan and I had to make things happen. And, you know, sometimes I think you need to take that risk. Some of us avoid doing anything that will even remotely look like something that's going to give us that pressure to freaking make it happen. So I had that loan, and I had them co-signing it. If I couldn't pay it, they were going to have to pay it. And they couldn't necessarily pay it. They weren't generating enough extra income to pay this loan that they co-signed for me. And so on May 1st, 2006, we opened the doors. And uh, it was me, Andrew, and Tim there. And we, uh, we moved forward. And again, I just, the one thing I knew I had to do, I mean, in talking to SCORE and getting a little bit of feedback from them and stuff, I knew I needed a network. I needed to go to every doggone networking meeting I could. I found the right local things to potentially advertise in. I wanted top of mind awareness, Toma. Somebody taught me that early on. You've got to be top of mind. If you're in business for yourself, no matter what you're doing, if you're not top of mind, then you will not succeed and you will not make it. Because the reality is if people don't know who you are and if people aren't talking about you, you lose in this crowded, crowded, noisy, noisy space. And so I, somebody taught me that early on, and I've really taken that to heart. So that's what I did in my local community. I did everything in my doggone power to spread my name and people know that I existed. But at the beginning, I did everything under the blue moon. I transferred film to DVD, VHS to DVD. Um, we did the slideshows. We would film dance recitals, graduations, weddings. I mean, anything I could fire a camera at, I would film. I even filmed at a Pentecostal church service in this place called East St. Louis where there's barbed wire around the church, and I was pretty scared for my life, and they were speaking in tongues. It was pretty crazy, and, uh, but I'd just done everything, and I tested, and I, and, I, and I failed fast, but I learned so much, and you learn so much from the things you make mistakes at, so much from your failures than you do if everything's just hunky-dory and just works. And so I plugged forward. And a year later, uh, basically, uh, my buddy Andrew, he passed away. And it was one of the hardest things uh, that ever happened in my life. Um, it was in 2007, August of 2007. And I actually, and I'll never forget it, uh, you know, he was always so, you know, a perfect example of a person who would do anything. He didn't care if he had the money or whatever. He would freaking drive clear across the country to Colorado and go to the concert and do these things. And he loved life and people loved him. And it was because that he had that love for life and that passion that, you know, he inspired me. He inspired me to have that fire and passion for life and give to others. <laughs> Sorry, guys. And, you know, I never saw more people at someone's wake in my entire life. It was packed. No matter how old or how young, 
because he did anything to help someone out. And that's what I try to do. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Um, that's what I try to do with these audios, with the videos that I do on YouTube. Because I just want to help people out. Ah, sorry. <laughs> because people believed in me. My family believed in me. And I want to believe in each and every single one of you. Because you deserve to be lit up. You deserve to do something that you love and that you're passionate about. You don't deserve to be treated like crap. You don't deserve to have a job that you hate, that they don't care about you. You deserve to have everything that is possible because I believe and I know that it is. And the thing about that is, you know, Andrew, essentially, he left that day and he said, he said, I'll be back in the morning. And ultimately, you know, the thing about it is he would show up at different times every day of the week, you know, always random different times. And, you know, so when he didn't show up that next day, I didn't think anything of it until my buddy Tim called me that night and said, I think Andrew passed away. And that was that wake-up call. That was that wake-up call that life's short. I'm a very optimistic guy, but God willing, life is short. And you just never, ever, ever know. And the thing about it is, is for me, I realized no more will I say, I'll do that in five years. I'll do that next month. I'll do that someday. The only day we have is today. The only thing we have is right this moment when you're listening to this audio. We're not guaranteed tomorrow or 10 years from now or 50 years from now. We're guaranteed right this second that we are walking, breathing, and living. And so you need to embrace and live every single day to the fullest. And I know we all have difficult times. I know we all have hard days. And not every day is hunky-dory. Not every day am I two thumbs in and up and smiling and everything's perfect. I'm a human being like each and every single one of you are. But what I have inside that I want each and every single one of you to have inside is that fire and that burning desire to succeed and to do the things that you love and to do the things that you stand for. Because only then will you be lit up. Only then will the most amazing things that you ever dreamed will come into your life. Because if you're doing something you freaking hate, how can amazing things happen? Because you give off hatred, you give off negative, you give off bad vibes. And awesome things and awesome people and awesome opportunities do not come into someone's life who is fueling off a bunch of negative. So get rid of that crap. Get the people, the places, the things, the work, everything out of your life that you can and start today doing that. So you can move towards a life that you are freaking fired up about. And it won't come instantaneously, but you can start instantaneously. I'll tell you what, moving forward through this, I had a lot of difficult times. I had a lot of things with different relationships that impacted me. I had, you know, I had difficult times in business. And, you know, the thing was, is I was driven to succeed because I got to see people be lit up when I did my weddings, you know, because the thing is, guys, you know, I did everything, like I said, in video production, I had no idea, but I hustled my rear end off, and with weddings in 2006, I did the first, basically, same day edit, and it was the thing that changed my life. I saw somebody had done it somewhere online when I was researching, and essentially, I thought, I'm going to give that a try, and I had no idea how it would go or what would happen, but I did it. The same day it is essentially at anything, really, because I do it, do it for anything now, but it was at a wedding. I shot all day. 
I edited it after their ceremony, and that night at the reception, I showed a video, and I was hooked because the reaction that I got was unbelievable. People were ready to see an awful, boring, you know, slideshow or whatever, and they saw this video that you know, to me was the best I could do at the time, but there was nothing quite like that in my little small town and word of mouth started to spread. Kind of the rest is history uh, from that point forward in regards to, you know, where that took me. Um, and I did them for free. I mean, the thing is, is people used to say to me, why are you doing that? Why are you wasting your time on something? They didn't, I didn't know it'd be the biggest thing in my business that would catapult me forward into so many amazing opportunities. Uh, but I did it because I loved it. And again, because I loved seeing people smile, laugh, cry, and just be so overjoyed. And without doing that, I would come home and I would shoot out a whole day. I would come home and it would take me months to, to edit sometimes and things because I just wasn't excited. I never saw a great result. I never saw excitement from people. So doing that, you know, I did a ton for free and little did I know I would end up being my main deliverable for weddings and I would be charging upwards of $4,500 to $5,000 to just do a same day edit. You know, at the time when I was getting maybe $1,500 to $2,000, I had no idea. And sometimes, you know, I'm a little, I'm bouncing around a little bit. I'm trying to go linear here for you guys. But sometimes you do things that you don't know if they're going to work. You don't have a clue like what the end result is, what the end game is. I mean, hindsight's always 2020, but it's never 2020 when you're looking forward, when you're looking into the future. And I can tell you more than anything, it has been my gut. Anytime I have not listened to my gut has been the times that I have lost. It's been the times that I had the biggest regrets in my life were the times where somebody gave me an opportunity, something came to me, and I essentially did it because of the wrong reasons, but it felt wrong inside, and I still did it anyways. And I went back. I should. I knew. I knew it. But those things that I said I should do, that I followed my gut. When I look back at everything I've done in life, those are the things that have worked out. Not always the way that you think they're going to, but they have worked out. And I want to tie in a few other random things. So I always still had that that candy machine thing in my in my mind that, uh, you know, essentially that, that passive income thing. And it wasn't until 2010, I stayed pretty doggone focused in my video production company from really 2005 ish to 2010. I stayed pretty focused. I mean, uh, focused on video. We did everything under the blue moon, but I, I stayed focused in that arena. And then I read a book called The 4-Hour Workweek in 2010. Um, and what happened was, is in 2010 was probably my biggest, most stressful year. Uh, I had some things fall apart with some personal relationships. Um, I was completely and entirely overwhelmed. I had done so, so, so well in business that uh, I had more business than I knew what to do with, but I couldn't keep up with it. And again, not being formally taught, which I don't believe in, but not really even super mentored by anybody or anything, I didn't know what to do. I was upwards of nine months behind on delivering my wedding videos. Um, you know, I had actually worked with a guy who, on a project, who I ended up hiring after the 4-Hour Workweek book later that year, who was just like, man, are you ever going to get back to me? Because I was great. If I met you in person, it was great. If I got the job and I delivered the video, that was great. But the in-between, which to an extent... I still suck at, 
uh, is where I fall short. I, and I've learned where my strengths and weaknesses are. And wherever I've usually filled in my weaknesses is where I've been able to really crush it. Um, but I was just, I was overwhelmed that year. And that was the year I started to get rid of a lot of people in my life who were toxic and who were negative, And that helped. But it wasn't until I read the 4-Hour Workweek. And it talked about reaching the unreachable. And so, uh, in after I read the, I mean, in the book, I told, I told Tim, I mean, cause now I've gotten to, uh, tie it in, but I, I got to see Tim again recently, which I'll tie in. Um, and I said, you really effed up my life. This is like a few years later. I was just like, I read his book and it brought out the inner entrepreneur inside of me. And I'll give that away if you guys win, um, the, the four hour work week book, but it was just crazy because it brought out that inner entrepreneur inside of me. Um, and it came from actually reading a blog called Zen Habits. I forgot about that. That's how I found Tim's book because I was trying to become more of a minimalist. I was so materialistic and I really realized that it was the experiences, which it is for each and every one of you. It was the experiences in life that made all the difference, not the materialistic crap that we buy. So I wanted to become more simpler. I was reading Zen Habits. I found the 4-Hour Workweek and then it talked about reaching the unreachable. And it's crazy because two months later, I actually um, got to meet Tim. Um, and what happened was, I'll tell you too, um, I got to film his launch party for the four hour body. And what's crazy is I had read something on his blog about he had a launch party for the four hour work. It was like free. I was like, oh my gosh, I wish I knew about that at the time that happened. And then I was on the lookout cause he had mentioned something about a launch party for our body. He charged 10 bucks. I bought a ticket instantaneously and I decided, you know what? Let me just send him an email. This is my first time doing something really like this. And I thought, you know, I'm going to send him an email and I thought, and this is the model I live by, the worst thing that's going to happen is you get to know and you get to know when you don't ask, when you don't try. At least you have opportunity when you try, when you ask for something good to happen. It may not, but you have an opportunity. If you don't ask, the bad thing's already happening. So I just sent this email. Very naive, very uh, simple. It just was like, hey, I love what you're doing. You really inspired me. I see you have this launch party. I'm going to be there either way, which I didn't know if I was going to be, but I just said I was. And uh, i just going to – here's some stuff that I've done, and if you like it, let me know. I'd love to film for free for you. And if not, you know, I'll be there anyways, and I'd love to say hi. If you could just give me a yes or no so I don't lug my gear if you don't really want it. And lo and behold, one hour later, I got a reply from Tim's assistant saying, Tim loves it. We'll have you just confirming it's for free, right? <laughs> and I did it. And gosh, it was just, that was a life changing moment. And I'll tie it in another little free thing. Cause guys, you'll, you'll find get into some more business training and, you know, uh, entrepreneurship. Like I've done and uh, leveraged free very, uh, effectively because I actually did a video for free uh, for a, a local company that I ended up doing freelance for that following year and a half and made probably almost $80,000 from that one free video just from that one company. But it was a Halloween party and essentially what's crazy about it is I did that, again, another free video and I tied in from Tim, tied in from my same day edits because basically I love tying all these little stories. You'll hopefully see that here by the end. But I did this, Tim said he was doing this, Tim who worked with me, right? He said he's doing this Halloween party for this 3D glasses thing. And I said, well, you know what? Could I film that too? I said, maybe you could just ask him. Maybe I could come to film instead of me showing up to just be at the party. And he asked him, he said, yeah, the guys actually know who you are. They've been to a wedding from a same day edit. And that's how one of them had seen my work and been really impressed. And that's also why Tim's assistant said, I said, why'd you choose me besides free, right? And he said, well, everybody else was kind of sent us irrelevant things or a lot of wedding videos. And at the time, that, that Halloween party is really all I had. It was kind of the main video I sent because I thought it was the most relevant. And I sent that. He said that Halloween party was freaking awesome. And so it was the most relevant thing. 
And uh, lo and behold, there was a lot of people at that launch party. And what's crazy, I flew out to New York City, put on the credit card. Now, right, I wasn't getting paid. Sometimes, how many of you are willing to take risks to do things that you might not be getting paid for? And don't be stupid about things. And don't be stupid about your money. Don't put your family or different things, you know, in bad situation. But I did things always in the smartest way possible. I threw it on a credit card, 300 bucks for my flight. I went there. And I had to shoot the next day. I got there at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I met Tim, I filmed his launch party, I left and had the cabbie drive me back to the airport and I slept on the baggage claim on my bag like all strapped together until 6 in the morning for my flight. And so from that moment forward, life really changed. Um, months later, he featured my video on his blog, which uh, helped me meet a guy who actually ended up training with me. I trained him to be a videographer, he built up a six-figure videography business within you know a year and a half, and now he shot um, for me, who I'll tie in later, for one of the most inspirational guys in my life. He shot all the videos for me, or with me, uh, for these interviews, but essentially, later that year, I filmed Tim Ferriss' Kimono event, which was a $10,000 per person event, there was like 120 people there, I filmed that. And I met another guy who was life-changing to me, Jason Gennard, um, who I got to film his wedding in the Bahamas. I got to take my whole family to the Bahamas, which was one of the greatest trips we've ever gotten to take together because we've really never flown anywhere together. We just went on some crazy trips as kids, um, not too many at all, really, but we got to do that. And then I, I filmed his event, Mastermind Talks, and it was just, it's amazing how I always say one person can change your life. And Tim, I mean, I've had multiple things. Guys, this could be a five-hour long audio. I'm looking at it. We're already about 40 minutes in. If you're still listening, you freaking rock. You freaking rock. And I, I, I'd, I'd love to hear comments or something, you know, from you guys, you know, about this. Um, and, and so the thing about it is, is it's amazing how one single person can change your life. And I've had multiple people, um, you know, and I always tie it back to my parents at the core. Um, but professionally, you know, Jason says your network is your net worth. And I truly believe that because at that moment, I started to change my network. I started to change the people that I was hanging around with, the people who inspired me, the people to push me forward. And, you know, I had other people. One of my bigger things, I mean, gosh, just going back for a second, I mean, the first year I made six figures in my video production company was in 2008. I only made $40,000 my second year in business. And it was 2007, 2008, I found a mentor, I found a coach and paid him $150 an hour for phone calls. And by doing that, that allowed me uh, the mindset and it allowed me the information to be able to take my business from 40000 in 2007 to $100,000 in 2008. And it only went up from there. And, you know, what's crazy is when I met Jason at the Kimono event, he was the only person I really networked with. He was the only person that I really connected with. Just one. So many of us go to networking things and go to all these things. We try to hand out business cards like freaking candy. And I can tell you right now that makes no difference whatsoever. You should not do that, right? You should not do that. You should connect with people. Whether it's one or it's five, really deeply connect with people. That's what makes all the difference. That's what we need more than ever in life is connection right now. We're all more connected than we've ever been in this entire history of the universe, and yet we're more disconnected than we've ever been. So deep, genuine, personal relationships and connections is what we deeply need. 
And so do that. No matter what you go to, just find somebody. And don't think, oh, crap, I met the wrong person. This person's dumb or this person's this or this person's that. Don't think that because I've had people in my life that I never in a million years, you know, thought that anything would come of it. But it did. And it might have been years later. And that's the thing, guys. Do things, give value, help people without expectation of getting anything in return. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, as I said earlier, it's about providing value. It's about helping others. Do stuff that lights you up, that lights up others. And don't worry if you ever get anything in return from that person. Because I promise you, if you believe in like karma or whatever, like God, the universe, it doesn't matter. Like you'll be paid back dividends when you least suspect it. If you just, what you give in the world is what I believe you truly get back. And so for me, meeting Jason just really changed my life in so many different ways. And so, gosh, I don't even know where I'm going here. I'm going to try to make this no more than an hour. So I've got about 15 minutes left, guys. And if you want more, you like this, gosh, like I said, reach out. There's different ways. You know, you can go to, you know, michaelgebbin.com. You know, you can go to the Gebbs VIP and join the list. You know, I got my YouTube, youtube.com slash michaelgebbin. Um, you know, leave the review. Um, you know, and, and just let me know if, if this has impacted you, if these audios have impacted you, because that guys, I can't tell you more than anything that lights me up. I hope to have, I I don't hope, I know I will have events and things in the future. And I, I hope to meet some of you personally and, and give you freaking two thumbs up picture together and give you a high five and a hug and, and seeing you knowing that this impacted you, it means the world to me. And so let's reach out. But, um, moving forward, I mean, the thing about it was, is, you know, I plugged along with this video production stuff and, you know, I got to reach some pretty freaking amazing pinnacles from the end of 2010 until recently. Um, I've gotten to work with some of my biggest inspirations on the planet, um, Tim Ferriss, uh, Tony Robbins. I've gone to Necker Island uh, for Richard Branson, CEO, owner, you know, whatever you want to call him, of, of Virgin Airlines, Virgin Galactic, Virgin Mobile. I met some amazing tennis stars because I filmed a tennis charity event there. Uh, Lewis Howes, Derek Halpern, Pat Flynn. Um, oh my gosh, just uh, Michael Port. I mean, I don't know. I'm probably already missing some people too. Alex Icon. Oh my gosh, Alex Icon, another huge inspiration in my life. Um, somebody that that I'm actually staying with in London when we go there. Uh, just incredible human beings, incredible inspirations. And that all changed. Like I went from my whole life, I mean, having friends, meetings and people, but I, these people are some of the most successful people on the planet. And why do they give a crap to hang out with some little punk kid from a little small town who still lives in that little small town? It's because I have a zest and a fire for life and they see that and that confidence and that excitement and enthusiasm. Try to bring that Gebs juice to everybody, right? And so I believe you don't have to be as outgoing or I'm not even, I mean, like I said, I'm kind of introverted. I'd rather hang out with a few people than a million or hundreds. Uh, I just like small groups, actually. So, you know, I'm outgoing. I can interact with people. I can, you know, talk to people, but I'm not like, I'm not the partier. I'm not any of that kind of stuff, but I have that confidence. I try to bring that energy to people and you got to do that for you and for who you are, however that looks. You can be weird, you can be quirky, you can be big, you can be small, you can be anything. But just bring you, bring the best of freaking you to the world, whatever that looks like. If you like to talk in a weird little squirrely voice, if you like to sing to the mountains, if you, whatever it is that you like to do. That was not great singing, baby. But no, whatever you like to do, do it. Just freaking do it. Because the more enthusiasm you bring, and whatever that looks like in your version of it, the more people that will attract to you that are like-minded. Why have people in your life who aren't like you? Why? 
Why have that? Why have negative, toxic people in your life? And so, good Lord, guys, 13 minutes left here. I I just, uh, you know, I had all these crazy things. I've met all these people. And, and one tying in Tony for a second, same thing. Um, Tony Robbins, he's really been a huge inspiration in my life. And, you know, for me, it really changed me, changed my story, changed my life, changed your mindset. And so for me, a long time, it was about getting by. When I started my production company, I said, you know, if I have the choice to make a million dollars and do something I hate or do something I love and just get by, I said, I'm going to choose that path. What's really crazy is I didn't really have a choice to make a million dollars at the time. I mean, I guess I did, but I didn't feel like I had any opportunities. I didn't even know how to make, you know, more than $8,000 at the time I started, but I thought I'd give it a try. And the thing about it is, is I did a phenomenal job of just getting by. And how many of you out there right now are just about, I just got to pay my bills. I just got to get by for this next week, this next day. And that's your mindset and that's your story. And that's the story you keep telling yourself each and every single day. And so for me, that was my story. And I did a freaking great job of just getting by because each and every year I increased my income, but I also increased my expenses. So even though I made hundreds of thousands of dollars, I didn't profit personally hundreds of thousands of dollars necessarily because I was so stupid with my money. And, you know, I've gotten a lot smarter now because Tony inspired me to change my story and change my life. Quit saying that I'm going to get by and say, I'm going to do a heck of a lot more than just get by. And I'll tell you guys, what you tell your mind, what you feed your mind, what you write down, those things, they start to happen with action because your mind wants to figure out what you're telling it that you want, what you need to do. And it's not about just thinking and it'll happen. It's about thinking it and taking action on it. And so for me, I said, I'm going to do a heck of a lot more than just get by. And then by doing that, the people I met, the jobs I did, the bids I put out there, everything that happened started to grow exponentially because of that mindset. And that's what I, I mean, guys, I'm a normal freaking person. I mean, I didn't understand any of this stuff you know, when I started. I was just a normal kid in a normal small town with a normal family, with normal circumstances, but a drive and a passion to succeed. That's it. And I, I did the best. That's the main things I knew what to do. And the biggest difference between me at 19 and me at 27 years old is that the thing is, I know now, and I didn't then, I said to myself, somebody told me that back then when I was 19, I said, well, I'm too young, right? People aren't going to take me seriously. People aren't going to pay me a premium. I don't look much different than I did at 19. In fact, some people still think I'm 19, I think. Uh, but I just, I have that confidence. I have that air. I have that belief. I know. And when I talk to the Tony Robbins of the planet, I have that confidence. I have that belief that I will do the best job for them and they know that they're in good hands with me. And so it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. It doesn't matter. I've seen all ages, all walks of life, married, divorced, five kids, two kids, one kid, no kids, you know, young, old, anything, big, small. It doesn't matter. Weird, strange, weird, awkward voices, shapes, whatever, guys. I've seen them all succeed because I got tired of people telling me, oh, you just wait when. Those naysayers, those negative people that don't believe in you, that don't trust you, that don't support you. But you know what? Those people in my life, I use that as fire to freaking push forward. I use it as fire to say, I want to prove you wrong. Because back when I was telling you about the college, I had people that didn't support me. That told me I would not succeed if I did not go to college. I would not succeed. But you know what I said? I said, that's fine. That's fine. And now, 
I've done more than succeed. And success, my friends, is not about reaching certain goals. Success is just about trying. It's about doing your best, and it's about doing something you love, and it lights you up, and being able to be with the ones you love and to support you. The rest will come. All the other things will come because it's not about money. I can tell you every single thing that I've pursued for money, I pursued app businesses, I pursued all sorts of crazy things in the time I've done my video production. And every one of them, Every single one of them that was for money and money alone, I failed at. Because why? I wasn't passionate, as my buddy Ben Newman says, I wasn't passionate for the process. I was passionate about a result in the end, but the process for me is what matters. And so anything that you try to do, my buddy, buddy Alex Icon always says there's plenty of ways to make money, Michael. But do you love it? Do you care about it? Because there's plenty of ways to make money. And that's the thing I've really taken to heart. Because you can do a lot of things in this life to make money. But are you going to do something that lights you up? Because you'll never make it to the result of any of these other opportunities. If you're only driven for money, you will give up. I don't use that lightly, but you will give up for something that you're only driven by money. That's your only end game is the money. Do what you love. Be passionate about that process. And everything that I've done where I was passionate about the process and I gave it my all and I loved it, there was difficult times, there was hard times, there was stressful times, but I got through it because I loved it, because I cared about it. That's what allowed me to get through. That's what allowed me to get the results that I've gotten in my business. You know, and gosh, there's so much more. I'm, like I said, I'm going to keep this at an hour today, guys. If you loved it, send me a message. If you loved it, send me a message and maybe I'll, I'll, I'll do more of this kind of stuff. But I know this is getting long for anybody to listen. But if you listen to freaking 99 before this, they were all two minutes. Maybe this one's making up for lost time. I love to talk. I love to inspire. But the thing was, I achieved all these awesome, awesome, awesome things. And I had had this burning desire inside to inspire. <laughs> and I kept pushing it off. I kept pushing off like most of you, pushing off your dreams, the things you really want to do. And I pushed it off for since really kind of actually it was about 2011 when I got this this bug. I was doing some speaking engagements for the video production world. And I thought, I really like this. I really like inspiring people. And after achieving so much incredible things in my video production company, you know, I literally decided I wanted to inspire people. And, you know, after going to the Tony Robbins events and different things like that and all the crazy things we've done with that, I mean, literally I reached out to him and two months later I was jumping on a helicopter flying over New York City, walking out into a room of 6,000 people at one of his events. You know, quote unquote, I want to truly share the stage with him, but I shared the stage at that moment and it was crazy. And, you know, just gosh, guys, there's so many stories I could keep giving you. I know I've, I've added in some of my fire and flair to it because there's so many things that have happened. And sometimes you have to just, you know, again, I always say these are a reminder. You know, some of this is a reminder of the great things that have happened. You know, sometimes we take for granted we only think about the moment. But gosh, and we always th or we think about negative things or the bad things that have happened. But if you think back in your life, I bet you can find a great chunk of things that you're grateful for, that you're thankful for, that are awesome that have happened. Stop thinking about the bad things that happened and start thinking about the great things that have happened and will happen. And life will change. I promise you. And so finally, I just started to pursue. I recorded my first little blog video. If some of you have seen my videos, you can type in like Geb's blog or blog or something. And you're going to see a little brick walled room with me with like a green jacket if you type that in on YouTube. That was my first one. It was awkward. It was weird. It was strange. And I, I did a few of them. And then I gave up until September 4th of 2013. I started my YouTube channel. 
and I started pushing forward, and I haven't skipped a beat on that. And then I decided, you know, I, I had this Gebs juice. People kept talking about Gebs juice. You know, what is this Gebs juice? You know, people were telling me I need some more juice. They get around me, they hang out, and they go, God, I need some Gebs juice. Like, I get so excited. I get fired up and passionate about life after hanging out with you. But I kept putting it off because I asked for everybody else's opinion. Everybody else's opinion. And I was getting a million of them. And I was so overwhelmed with opinions and opportunities and finally, I said, screw it. I'm just going to do it. I don't care what anybody else thinks. And I tell you guys the things that I've done that in the past in life, the things I said, screw it. I don't care what anybody else is doing. I don't, I'm going to ignore the competition. I'm going to ignore what other people are doing. I'm just going to do it. And I was passionate about it. And I was passionate about the process. I freaking rocked it. And that's the thing here. I never thought I'd have 100 audios. But we're here today. And gosh, yeah, as I'm thinking, guys, here, this is off the cusp here today, just to, you know, give you some background, to give you some story, get some inspiration for you. Um, you know, like I said, 19 year old, you know, when I, 19 years old, when I started my company with no idea what to do, I've shot probably near over um, close to 300 weddings all over the United States and other countries. Um, I've got to meet some absolutely incredible people and made some great friendships from those weddings. I've shot commercial jobs from when I started my first wedding was $500. I've had a commercial job as much as $30,000 to this day. I never dreamed that was possible when I started, but I didn't really let myself be limited because I didn't say like, I didn't go, I, I, I can't do this and I can't do that. I just let it happen and I progressed. And as I grew, I met new people. I grew with these people and things changed and it takes time. It takes hard work and it takes dedication true dedication to make things happen. And, you know, if anything, if someone would ask me, what's my difference? It's I don't give up and I'm not afraid to fail because I freaking fail all the gosh dang time. And you will too, but you can't be afraid. And if you're still listening 55 minutes into this thing, then I hope that you know that you have what it takes inside of you. And I hope today this hour long audio gets you fired up to say enough is enough for whatever that is in your life whatever it freaking is, that you stop and you stand for something and you stop and you say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make my dent in the world. And you might not know how, you might not know what that looks like, but you can start today because gosh dang it, I had no idea. And I've had trials and tribulations. This is my buddy says I've been shaken to the core, professionally, personally, all the way around. And man, it's hard. You heard me tear up here earlier. Like I've had difficult times. A lot of people only see the smiles and the thumbs up and the, the, the crazy faces that I make in my photos. If you follow me on Instagram or on Facebook or anywhere else. But I tell you what, because I learned from my parents that if you don't have anything nice to say, then don't say anything at all. I'm not going to be one of those persons that, that you know, I try to, to tell people in my audios. I try to tell people in my videos and different things that I'm not perfect, that things aren't always great. You know, but I do my best and I've learned to be able to get out of things much quicker now, though. That's part of the Tony stuff, my mindset and, and things I want to help you guys with. Is it doesn't have to be bad all the time. You can have bad days and just let them happen. Just let them happen. But don't let them eat away at you for months and years on end. And that's the biggest change I've had because I've had that. I've had things that I let creep up on me and drove me crazy for months on end. But, you know, now it's like I have days from time to time. I absolutely positively do. It just happened. But I'm not going to go and burn everybody else up and, and, and tell everybody else and whine and complain. But I do try to let you guys know that grass isn't always greener on the other side. 
you have to do what you need to do for you because everybody's circumstance is different. Everybody that you will meet will be different from the people I meet. The opportunities that you have will be different from the opportunities I had. Timing is different. It's 2014 right now. And so, you know, everything is different. But there's still more opportunity than there has ever been. And I am so thankful that I've built a life to where I can do the things I want 99.9% .9 of the time. You know, I really don't have many people in control of me anymore. You know, I've been able to build offline businesses. I've generated over seven figures since I started my company. That's over a million dollars. I don't have all that to show with my first million because I was crazy with it and not in, in ways that you would think, just in more business stuff, more gear and all that. That's why I tell people, don't do that. Start small and just start and keep moving forward because now in this day and age, you know, I've been able now to generate multiple six figures in the online space. And that's the thing that I'm working forward. If you guys are interested in that, leave a comment somewhere of, you know, interested in starting your own business because that's my next phase right now. The things I'm working out, I'm interested from you guys. What do you need from all this stuff bottled up inside of me to, you know, that I've done and I've accomplished in the offline space and the online space so far because we've launched multiple products in the online uh, video production educational space. We've been able to crush it because I've networked and met with the most incredible minds on the planet in regards to Facebook ads, email marketing, YouTube strategy, you know, product design, product launch, you know, all sorts of networking, marketing, sales, you know, all that stuff. And so I want to take my knowledge and, you know, help jumpstart your life, your careers, your businesses. And um, I'm just passionate, guys. Gosh, it's on an hour. I can't believe it's flown by here, sitting here jamming on this audio. But I'm just really excited uh, for each and every single one of you. Um, like I said, this could go on and on and on. I know and I need to stop. I, I'm, I'm grateful that you guys listen for anybody that made it to the end. Um, you know, thank you so much. And uh, you guys absolutely rock, 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 rock. And I thank you. And uh, like I said, there's more. And if you like it, please reach out. If you made it this far out of the hundreds that will probably listen to this, maybe thousands that will listen to this, if you made it this far, you know, let me know. And I, and I want to, again, say thank you. And for those who have listened, if you have not left a review uh, on iTunes and if you're loving these, I want to reach the freaking number one category. And today, this launch of it today is going to be essentially, I'm already, and it's like early morning, I have more downloads than I've ever had almost in a single day, so I know that we can reach, you know, number one, um, we got 68 reviews, let's get it to at least 100, and you guys can help me do that, and if you do that, when I'm gone, when I get back from London, I'm going to essentially randomize all the names who have left reviews, and we're going to pick that but make sure that you go to gebsvip.com or gebsjuice.com and leave your email because that's where I'll email the winner. And you'll need to open that email, and that's where the, the winner will be picked. Um, and so leave that review. And, you know, if you've enjoyed it, of course. And then, like I said, the, the winner is going to get um, uh, an hour-long call with me. We can brainstorm set of books, $100, just get you started with whatever it is. I know it can help in no matter anybody's life, and uh, we'll just crush it, guys. So I'm super excited for the rest of 2014, for the next 100, the next 1,000 episodes. Uh, it's going to be quite the journey, and I uh, hope you guys are, are ready for a, a fun, fun ride, and um, lots more to come, guys. So again, and if you haven't checked it out, I know I'll give you a lot of different things, but if anybody listening on here, I haven't mentioned it, um, you know, youtube.com backslash Michael Gebbin. Um, it's my YouTube channel, but michaelgebbin.com. I'm, I'm getting that all revamped over there. Uh, you can check things out. You know, go to the contact page, contact me, reach out, say hello, tell me your story somewhere. Um, Facebook.com slash mgebs. You know, tell me your story. I want to hear your story. I know it, 
difficult maybe on iTunes because uh, I can't leave replies, but please leave that review. That is where you will win. Um, you will be uh, picked to win is the review on iTunes. And uh, like I said, GebsJuice.com or GebsVIP, I'll send out a video of how to leave that review. Um, if you don't know how, if you do, then go ahead and do it right now. But if you don't, you're going to end up getting an email and that's also where you win. So I hope that all makes sense. I hope you understand that. I truly appreciate you. And I'm really, really, really excited and floored. And like I said, you can head over to michaelgebbin.com or Facebook or wherever and leave me a message if you have any other questions or, or anything. Um, I won't be able to get back to everybody instantaneously. I know there'll probably be a lot sent. Like I said, I'll be out of town for the next week. But um, gosh, great stuff, guys. I hope you're inspired to take action and know that truly anything, anything is possible if you believe and you take that action after something you love. Rock and roll, my friends. Thank you so much. We'll see you again for another Geb's Juice tomorrow. Signing off. <laughs>